Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Marcy Ann. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, I want to apologize for not uh, making my advertised live broadcast yesterday. I kind of lost the day yesterday. (laughs) I missed uh, lunch with a couple good friends. I missed doing my show. I kind of like, I'm not really sure, kind of like, where I was all day yesterday, but anyway, I'm back. (laughs) And so um, since I think a lot of you do listen in the archives, isn't that wonderful to be able to just listen anytime you want to, any place you are? Um, And um, so uh, today I'm going to do the show I advertise, Did Jesus Speak in Tongues? Now, um, the the broadcast before this, I talked about how Jesus was preparing his disciples for his de- for his departure from uh, the time that he was in his uh, mortal body here on planet Earth. Um, I uh, believe this was the last incarnation that he had here. Um, I think I believe he's been here many, many times before. And uh but that was his uh, last incarnation and for those of you who are waiting for him to come back and set up the kingdom, he isn't coming back to do that because um he finished his part of that work. Um he said, "It is finished." And uh we're the ones who are going to set up the kingdom. Uh because, uh, you know, Jesus said the kingdom was inside of us. So the only way it's going to get out on the earth is for us to bring it out on this earth. And um, and in part of this broadcast, I'm going to tell you how to do that. Okay. Now, before he left, as he was preparing the disciples for his departure, he told them the kingdom of God is within you. And you know, my friends, Jesus' message has never been preached during the age of the church. Uh, This is still his message, however. And so now that we are in the age of the kingdom, uh, we can now preach Jesus' message (laughs) and begin to resurrect this truth that the kingdom of God is within each and every one of us, regardless of our color or our culture, the kingdom of God is within every single person who breathes. It's our breath that energizes and sustains our mortal body in the same and that uh, it's the same breath of God the Father that energized and sustained Jesus' mortal body. Because everything in the manifested material worlds of worlds 
is energized and sustained by the breath of God the Father. Everything, there's just one energy, there's just one power, all power of God is of God. I mean, you can look, read about all of that in Romans chapter 13. So Jesus was a mortal. Now, we've kind of been told that he was something different than we are. I guess the church fathers thought he must have been some kind of an alien. But, you know, even that isn't going to fly because if you can see it, touch it, smell it, feel it, if it's in any manifested form, all form is mortal. (laughs) All form is able to be seen, touched, smelled, felt, Everything in the manifested universes of universes, worlds of worlds, is is has mortality. There's mortality and immortality. In immortality, there's duality, birth and death, birth and death. And also, being mortal means Jesus would bleed if he cut his finger. He needed to eat food and drink water or he would starve to death, become dehydrated. You know, earlier in my life, in my mortal frustration, in my celestial operating system, when I wrangled with pastors and teachers about these things, I wanted to write a book. I was going to call it, Jesus Has a Penis. He was a man. He was a mortal man. He had to go to the bathroom. He had a penis. Do you think he had sex? Do you think he masturbated? Do you think he spoke in tongues? (laughs) So now that I kind of have you all awake, (laughs) let's look at this word mortal because I did an exhaustive search about it in the Hebrew and in the various translations down through the ages. And at the very core of its meaning, it is prime root. It's kind of been childishly interpreted as black, because I think that means that, you know, everything came out of the deep, which was the darkness on the face of the earth before God said, let there be light. Um, I don't know how many of you have, heard of Madame Blavatsky. She lived in the 1800s in England and was quite a forerunner in her day as far as uh, things metaphysical. And uh, she wrote a book called The Secret Doctrine. And she talks about this darkness in her book. She said it is the eternal matrix in which the source of light appears and disappears. She says that light and darkness are interchangeable. Both are phenomena of the same source. And she says that when a universe is in its primordial element, there is neither center of luminosity to, uh, nor eye to perceive the light and darkness. So, Darkness necessarily fills the boundless all. All in an objective universe returns to its one primal and eternal cause, 
to reappear at the following dawn, as it does periodically. So, mortality and immortality, coming and going, round and round, and so it goes. So if something is in form, in quantum physics, it's called a particle. It's not a wave. It's a particle, and it's mortal. If it's a wave, it's just unmanifested energy. So Jesus was a mortal, period, end of report. Jesus is just like you and me, and that is what it is all about. That's why he came. He came. That was his purpose, not to save us from our sins, but to show us how to operate as the Son of God where everything we do is not considered sin because the Father has never seen anything as sin. All the Father sees is good and very good. So Jesus came to reveal the Father. He said so. And to show us how to be a son of God, a manifested son of God. What does the son of God look like? What does the son of God do? How does the son of God feel? What are the desires and needs and wants of a son of God? And all of these questions he answered. And he did say over and over, I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see the Father do. But during the church age, his message was never preached. So now that the church age is over, we can begin to really know and understand who Jesus was and why he came and what he said and what he did. So today I am asking the question, did Jesus speak in tongues? And why do we even care whether he did or not? Okay, so let's go back to where when he was preparing his disciples for his departure. He, he said he was going to have to go away, but he would not leave them comfortless. That he would send the evidence of the Father's presence to them so that they would know at all times that they were still part of what they had all experienced together while Jesus was here. Jesus told them, he says, what I have done, you are going to be able to do yourself, for yourself, and for others. And greater things will you do because I go to the Father. Now, Jesus used this phrase, my Father, just as a simple, graphic, organic example of being within a system of downgraded power. You know, a child is under the tutelage of the parents. And in the Jewish culture, the father and the mother were revered in the home as having the highest and the best good in their intentions for their child. So the child was taught by the parents, and then when he was 12, the child was put under the tutelage of the rabbi who prepared him for his bar mitzvah when he's placed in the congregation as an adult with all the privileges and responsibilities attached to being an adult. So Jesus was saying, I've been the representative of the Father to you while I have been here, and now I'm going to leave, so I'm sending the Holy Spirit now to be your own personal and individual rabbi 
teacher, priest, minister, to lead and guide you into all truth for your own individual and personal life. Jesus said, I've taught you and shown you a lot of things, but most of what I've said to you, you really haven't understood yet. So the Holy Spirit will expand and reveal to you what you need to know. And you will not have any need for any man to teach you anything. You can look it up in the scripture. It's exactly what Jesus said. You will have your own individual and personal guide through God's very spirit that has been energizing and animating me. And you will be able to do everything I have done, and greater things shall you do. Well, Jesus told them that uh, after he left, that they should go to a special place and sit and wait for the Holy Spirit to come and manifest themselves itself to them, and they did. And the Holy Spirit came in a great wave of powerful demonstrations, and they all spoke in tongues, languages they didn't know, languages which were once upon the earth, languages which were still on the earth, and languages of men and angels. And from then on, they had this evidence, this absolute proof in their life that they were now empowered by the Spirit of the Father in the same way Jesus was. And this evidence is still available today because what Jesus said to his disciples is still true today. And you were given parents to teach you the ways of the mortal life, and you were under parental authority until you had the power to be a fully manifested adult, able to take care of yourself and be independent and self-sufficient. And then you could leave the authority of your parents And then you would be under the total care of the exact same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, which quickens your mortal body and provides you all guidance and revelation that you need to live this particular incarnation that you are living now here on earth. You know, you chose to be here on earth at this very time, sort of like those early disciples uh, chose to be on earth at that particular time. That was a time of change of dispensation as well. It was the end of the law and the prophets and the beginning of the age of the church. And it was a time of uh, change of direction and a time of change of ownership. And uh, we're in that exact same kind of time now. And we have chosen to be here at this time. So just know wherever you are, you elected to come to earth and be a part of life right here, right now, and to be a, uh, uh, participate in this grand evolution of our civilization. And it's time now for you to have your bar mitzvah. <laughs> And to actually experience the presence of God's spirit within your being in the evidence of speaking in tongues. And you can do that right this minute. Just by taking a moment to acknowledge and be thankful that you are in a body, that you are a mortal, that you have a voice, 
your own personal, unique sound that comes across vocal cords and a throat and lips and your tongue. And as you bring your breath from deep within you out over those mortal organs, you will speak your sound and you will speak a wondrous language that you have not ever learned but will be full of codes which can then be interpreted for your own personal life and will lead and guide you into the paths of righteousness that brings you your happiness, your health, all your personal wealth. I mean, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you and everything is in the kingdom of God. I've told you over and over that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven is interchangeable. So what Jesus is saying, you can live in heaven now. (laughs) Heaven is the place where all the promises of God are received and realized in your life, and you don't have to die to get there. You can live in heaven now. And speaking in tongues is the key that opens the door to the kingdom of heaven, which is within you right this minute. Speaking in tongues, eventually with interpretation, brings the kingdom of heaven out from inside of you in out into the manifested mortal realm. So did Jesus speak in tongues? So I'm... I'm going to kind of try to answer this question without going all the way around the world and back, which, as most of you know, I always do. So let's kind of go to when you were a baby and you first learned you could make sounds. (laughs) You know, there are such adorable videos on YouTube now of these little babies finding out that they can make sound. (laughs) And they talk back and forth with their parents and with each other. And the most adorable one are of the twins talking back and forth in tongues, if you will. It is a form of a language that each of them seems to understand. If you just put in the YouTube search box, talking twins, they'll come up. Okay, so we begin to make sounds, and then our parents begin to teach us words, you know, like mama, dada. And we begin to develop a vocabulary, And then certain words are associated with certain things, right? That's a chair, honey. This is food. These are clothes I'm putting on you. And so this is how we learn to speak. My mother said the first word I said was ice. (laughs) Not mama or daddy. Uh, Ice. She said she would put me out on the front porch in a playpen and the ice man would come down the street, you know, calling ice, ice, because we had ice boxes when I was a baby. That tells you how old I am. And for 10 cents, you could get a block of ice that you could put in the ice box to keep your food cold so it wouldn't spoil. Well, so by the time we go to school, we have a pretty good vocabulary. And then in my day... Then we had new words presented to us in English class every day with definitions and then spelling tests to see if we could spell them correctly. I don't know if they do this today or not. It seems that the kids have a whole new vocabulary going on today that just fits texting on the cell phone. I do know some of it, 
But I also don't know how many people read books anymore because in my day I read constantly. We didn't have TV. And if I came across a word I didn't know, I looked it up in the dictionary. So I developed a fantastic vocabulary. I don't think the kids do this today either. So actually, this is part of this new change that's going on. It's kind of like a whole new language is being developed. And perhaps this is to get us to the next part of our evolution as a species where we actually will all communicate by... Hold on a second here. We'll be uh, communicating through thought transference. So we won't even need to talk or type or text or telephone. And if this is going to be true, we have a long road ahead of us to get our thoughts to be pure enough that they can be manifested in the mortal realms. What if the person next to you knew what you were thinking? We would need to get our thoughts and our words connected. And this is exactly the stage of evolution that Jesus revealed. He could read the thoughts of men. He said they were only evil continually. But before he could get to where he could read the thoughts of beings in the mortal realms, he had to go through those processes to, to learn how to speak in a purity where every word he spoke was backed by a pure intention of thought which would only create perfection in the mortal realm. That's the way he could say to the leper, rise, take up your bed and walk. And he could say to the storm, peace, be still. That's how he could multiply food and walk on water and open blind eyes and cause the deaf to hear and heal the cripples and raise the dead. Because throughout his many lifetimes, He practiced. He learned the rules of the realms of mortal life. And he did it by thinking and then speaking and reaping the consequences. Because that's how we all learn. And when he came this last time, he had reached that realm of authority which allowed him to say that it was not robbery to be considered equal with God. He was had been bar mitzvahed and he had taken his position as a fully manifested son of God on the earth. He defeated the last enemy, death, by resurrecting himself with that same spirit of God that had animated and energized his mortal life in the first place. So there it is. Did he speak in tongues? Yes. He spoke in all of the various languages of all of the various civilizations that he lived through. And as he grew into the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Holy Spirit, he began to speak in totally creative words only. Every word so full of the presence of God's energizing and animating spirit, it created something. You know, at one time in the Bible, Mary and Joseph were invited to a wedding, and the host ran out of wine. So Jesus, Mary took Jesus into the kitchen, and she said to the host, just do what he says. 
Now, I believe she'd already had a lot of experience with Jesus' evolved power to create through thought and speech. Just do what he says. So Jesus said, fill up all the vats with water. So they did. And then he spoke to the water and made it become wine. Just pure spiritual alchemy. All of this is available to us. But, and here is the big but, you must learn the same processes and work them out through your heart and only use the power in the unconditional love of the Spirit of the Father, only doing what you see the Father do, only speaking what you hear the Father speak. That's the condition for becoming a son of God in full manifestation here in the mortal realm. Jesus did a lot of thinking and speaking during his many lives he lived here on the earth. Some of the speaking, thinking and speaking created undesirable circumstances, not only for him, but for others in his environment. Because from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible is totally Jesus' story, from Adam to Jesus, and then a little history of the few years after he left here. It's all about Jesus. It's his lineage, his experiences, and his story. The Bible says he wasn't created perfect. It says he was made perfect. And that's our path, too. Be ye therefore perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. And our perfection comes in measures. The Bible says that Jesus was the full measure of the Holy Spirit. But it also says there's a 30-fold and a 60-fold in addition to the 100-fold. So this, to me, means that there is a 30-fold perfection, a 60-fold perfection, and a 100-fold perfection. Because, and then at a 100-fold, that is when that you can do everything that Jesus did. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. In other words, every word that Jesus spoke created life in a person, new life in their circumstance, life that created something new. That's how he could say, when you see me, you see the Father. That's how he could say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, because that is what a hundredfold fully manifested Son of God does, reveals the way to the Father's unconditional love, the truth about the Father's unconditional love, and how to live your life in the fullness of the Father's unconditional love. There's a 60-fold measure and a 30-fold measure. So if you're just now having your bar mitzvah, you start out as a baby, but you can develop into a fully manifested Son of God, just as Jesus was. The fullness of the kingdom of God is within you. And I believe that it is possible to come out into the measure of the fullness of the kingdom of God in one lifetime now. Because time is so speeded up, we're getting great big waves of God's spirit now. Huge big transmissions of light. Because we're in the new age now and we've changed dispensations. And we are all now plugged into the kingdom energy. Hooray, let's get going because there's so much to do. And each one of us who is here right now has a specific job to do 
that no one else can do. I'm excited because I chose to live at this time too, and I'm excited to see everything that is happening. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. If I can be in any help to you in any way, you can go to my website, www.marcianne.com.